Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Spa Strong Podcast. I'm Royal. I'm Melissa. And we have an awesome guest with us today. Yes, we do. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with Taylor Opime. Taylor is the founder of Spa Vision Financial, which is a medical spa consulting group based in Vancouver, Canada. Taylor has been in the spa, beauty, and wellness industry for over eight years and is truly passionate about the technological revolution happening in the industry and how it can help spa professionals do better in their businesses. Taylor, thank you so much for being with us. Hey, guys. So happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me on. Of course. We're excited. Yeah. Um, I'll start really quick by saying that my first job out of aesthetic school was at a medical spa. And I loved it. I love medical spas. I love laser technologies and everything like that. So I personally am really excited to have you on so we can talk about some of this stuff. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, it's definitely the biggest part of the industry that's growing right now. So Mm -hmm. it's really, really exciting times to kind of be talking about this. Because on top of that, there's so many avenues where things are expanding and developing uh, in terms of these types of technologies. Awesome. Okay. I can't wait for us to get into all of that. Um, Real quick though, will you just tell us a little bit about you, how you got into the medical spa industry, the wellness industry, all of that? Yeah, 100%. Uh, So let's see, I guess about eight years ago is when I started working for my family's company, actually. Uh, My grandfather started the first wholesale distribution business uh, for the beauty and aesthetics industry here in Vancouver back in 1984. Uh, so we kind of, our whole family's kind of been in the beauty industry for a very long time. My mom's also been a makeup teacher at Blanche McDonald for 28 years now. Um, my dad was working for the family company for quite a long time as well. And then I kind of stepped in after he decided to leave and do his own thing. Um, with that, like I got a really great opportunity to work with entrepreneurs in the beauty industry all the different levels um, and see what they were doing and just kind of experiencing this industry. Like when I first joined in the company, I really had no clue actually about beauty and all that stuff. My dad would bring home products for me to use because I did have quite a bit of acting when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I so, so used them. <laughs> <laughs> but once I started kind of like getting into it and I started off with our family's company because it was in a really tough position at that time. Um, and I wanted to see if all the stuff that I had just learned at business school could actually be applied in real life. Mm. Um, I was really happy to find out that a lot of it could, uh, because I was able to somewhat turn that business around, uh, and bring it into a more digitized platform, uh, while at the same time, really learning a lot about skincare. Because uh, I have a lot of customers, they've been working with our family's company for 10, 20, 30 years building their businesses. Um, some of them were a lot more successful than others, and some of them just kind of always stayed at the same place. And I always found that very, very interesting. Because uh, every time we talked, of course, it's always about growing their business and doing more. Um, and so I started to get really, really interested about different ways that people could grow their business and actually have that kind of paradigm shifts in how they operate. That is so cool. First of all, but I mean, we have a few people that are like in the industry. I mean, when I say we have a few, like a few of our audience and clients and stuff that are in the industry because of their families. But it was usually like, oh, my mom was a cosmetologist. My, Mm -hmm. um, you know, my dad was a barber. You're like Like, generational. 
And on (laughs) a much bigger scale than, you know, a family member who just had a little like booth in town. Well, you know, um, by the time that's at near the end of it, like it basically was just a little booth in town. uh, And that was pretty much the best that I could do with it. So given the position that uh, they kind of put themselves in, Mm-hmm. But uh, nonetheless, I mean, we were able to make some significant reductions in the overall operating costs and really grow the margins on that. That's awesome. Like, I'm a big numbers and I know it's a bit of a dirty word, but I'm also a bit of a money guy. Like I like the way that finance works and being able to optimize a business of any kind and turn it into something that's really pushing out its maximum potential. That's what gets me excited. Okay. Nice. I love yeah. I love that first of all. Yeah. Um <laughs> because like Taylor, I can't even tell you and listeners, listen to what I'm about to say. Um we work with so like we'll get on calls um with so many estheticians who are looking for help with their businesses because their businesses aren't performing well and they know that, but mm. they're also not really motivated to do anything to change it. Mm. They're like, they're like, okay, I just spent, you know, somewhere between 10 and $20,000 at aesthetic school, getting my training. I put in all these hours. I put in all of this time. I've been spinning my wheels at my spa for all of these months. Um, mm. But no, I just, do you have any tips and tricks that, <laughs> you know, I can use for a minute? And we're like, okay, you put all of this money and all this effort into your business. Don't you want to optimize it? Like, don't you want to see how far you can push it and make exactly. it grow and do amazing things with it? And, exactly. and we're, so we're kind of like you, where we're like, oh my gosh, you have a business. Like, don't you know how exciting the opportunity is? Let's see what we can do with it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like mm-hmm. the opportunity is really endless. And like, especially with the way uh, other technologies like e-commerce and drop shipping are working these days. Um, Another big thing that's out there that I actually see as a very big indus- uh, opportunity in this industry is uh, like multi-level marketing companies as well. Mm-hmm. Like they offer a lot of support uh, for people who don't necessarily want to take on all the logistics of a full business. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So uh, you you were you were saying earlier that you feel like money is kind of a dirty word. I feel bit. like MLM is a, a little bit of a dirty word. It is. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's it's very hit or miss with it, but I do have to give it its due in the sense that uh, it makes it very easy to sell a product and to continue to sell a product. Yeah. Um, so if you're good at recommending something, but you don't really want to deal with all the shipping and marketing and customer service and all that type of stuff, uh, they kind of help fit that role, I feel. Yeah, I think I think that is true. Like if you if you want to own a business kind of without having to take on all of the responsibility of being a business owner yourself. Then sure. Yeah. Then something like that could definitely be beneficial for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, otherwise, like just finding those different ways of being able to do that. Uh, one of the big or being able to optimize someone's business. Uh like I worked with a lot of people when I was working for my family's company, we were doing a lot of like the cosmetics types of sales and equipment sales. So like the different beds and um, skincares, we carried three different lines of skincare. Uh, one of the, one of the bigger ones that's a little better known is uh, France Lore. Um, and then we also did Fito 5 and Pierre Auger. 
Pure J was one of my favorite companies just because their creams were so luxurious. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah. anyways, <laughs> uh, I found that a lot of people, they just ended up doing a lot of the kind of the same stuff over and over again, but they weren't really getting the results that they were hoping for. Mm-hmm. So about two years ago, two and a half years ago, I was really introduced to like what IPL laser and body sculpting machine or um, modalities could do for businesses. Mm-hmm. And that really kind of sparked the whole journey now of that's led up to where we are today. <laughs> okay. Right. So tell us, um, oh, I can't decide which direction I want to go because there are two, <laughs> two avenues I want to take with this conversation. Yeah. Um, I will. Okay. I'll, I'll go this way and then we'll come back to the other one. Okay. So sure. what, um, tell us a little bit more about spa vision financial and, okay. um, cause that's, that is your business that has to do with the IPL and the body sculpting modalities. Correct. Yes. Okay. Uh, so through spa vision financial, basically where I've really found the sweet spot to be, or sorry, Basically, with and Financial, we help spas, estheticians, uh, and even doctors and surgeons uh, grow their businesses uh, significantly by introducing a more effective IPL platform and also body sculpting platform. Mm-hmm. What's great about both of them is that they can actually be used on everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, with our IPLs, we do have the potential to go up to Fitzpatrick Skin Type 6, oh. uh, and as well as we can also treat people with blonde, white, gray, and red hair. Mm-hmm. So that really opens up a lot of the markets. Uh, the other aspect of the IPLs that gets me really excited is the actual cost benefit savings. So one of the big trends that I've seen in the industry as of recent uh, is that a lot of machines are starting to incorporate uh, wireless technology. Uh, so a lot of them connect to Wi-Fi, and through that you can kind of download new pulses to your machine. Wow. Um, <clears throat> It's very interesting how that kind of works out for a lot of the companies. Uh, with us, our manufacturer is also actually uh, really big in telecommunications. And so they actually have a private satellite network that all of the machines are connected to. And so they can actually track where the machine is at every time. So if your machine ever got stolen for whatever reason. Oh. Uh, but through that, they can actually also upload new flashes directly to the machine without replacing your handpiece. Oh, so nice. That's dope. That saves thousands of dollars a year yeah. uh, for the clinics who are investing in the modality. Because here in Canada, at least, uh, in Canadian dollars, hand pieces for, for a low-end IPL, you're probably looking around $3,000. Mm. Uh, but for some of those higher-end ones, like I've seen their hand pieces go for more than 25000 Oh, my gosh. And yeah. so every time you run out of pulses, you have to buy another one of those. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember when, cause the medical spa that I worked at, um, and even the aesthetic school that I taught at that they, um, there was like franchises. And mm. so they, we would have to be sharing hand pieces with mm. all of the different locations in the city. And so it was like, Oh, we have this appointment, but we don't have the right hand piece. And so, but we can't afford to get one for every location. And so, I mean, it was just a nightmare sometimes. I can only imagine that. I mean, I can imagine like somebody having to get in their car and drive it across town to their spa and back and forth just for that. Exactly. 
10, 15 minute appointment tops, right? I know. Oh my gosh. (laughs) No, I mean, and that it's just so smart that they, like the company that you work with has come up with this concept of, okay, why don't we work smarter, not harder Mm -hmm. and take like create a situation where we can, um, put our treatment providers time as a priority and of course finances as well. So they're not having to spend, like you said, up to $20,000 on a new handpiece. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So that was one of the big things that really drew me to them. Um, on the other end, we've got our body sculpting machines, which uh, they use a form of lymphatic drainage combined with uh, vacuum technology. Mm-hmm. So you may, have, you may have seen some of these out there. Uh, I think there's one from a company called Derm. And uh, what was it called? Something like lympho something. Okay. Anyways, same concept. Uh, so <laughs> what it does is it basically compresses the fat cells and allows us to special in a special way roll them so that we can actually uh, decrease their size naturally. And it forces the body to actually process them a lot quicker, uh, encouraging the body to lose weight. Awesome. Wow. Yeah, it's really, really cool. Um, and for both of these technologies, like the other aspect that really drives home the value is the fact that A, the prices for these types of services are going to be typically much higher uh, than a traditional service will be. So by traditional service, I mean typically like your facials, uh, manicures, pedicures, massages, and so forth. Mm-hmm. Like, Great services, don't get me wrong, they are still the staple of the industry. Um, but for this 10 to 15 minute appointment that you're gonna do on the IPL, you're gonna charge anywhere from about um, $100 to $300. Mm-hmm. That's a big difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's just like for an average one session treatment. Most people, if they wanna get any actual results, they need to commit to at least uh, five to seven treatments. Mm-hmm. Uh, and well, actually, I know a lot of machines, you even need more than that. But, uh, you know, when you're doing, when you see a client if, uh, one time every couple of weeks for 15 minutes or so, and they're paying you upwards of $1,000 for that time, it makes a big difference at the end of the year. Because mm-hmm. on top of that, your cost per service is so low <laughs> with these services that uh, you're keeping almost 90% of the money. Mm. And that's a huge difference over the traditional services. I actually put up a really cool graph. Uh, actually, I don't know if it's up on our website, but I put one together for some of our clients, just breaking down the difference in cost of the traditional services versus um, IPL and body sculpting services. And it worked out that on average, you're making about 20% more at the end of the year uh, in comparison to any of the other traditional services. Yeah. So if you want to make like a hundred thousand dollars per year uh, with IPL, you're typically you're typically going to be keeping around ninety thousand. Uh, with uh, body sculpting, you're keeping around eighty five thousand, and with the other services, you're generally going to be keeping closer to uh, sixty to eighty or sixty to seventy thousand. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that adds up. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, everyone. Wanted to take a quick break and announce our first ever Badass of the Week feature here on the Spa Strong Podcast. Yes. So our Badass of the Week is Rhea from Bosses in Beauty on Instagram. 
And she says, our reopening week after being closed for COVID-19 was a $22,000 week. Oh my gosh, that's so amazing. Congratulations, Rhea. And if you like to be featured as the badass of the week, email or DM your success stories to us with the subject badass of the week. Let's celebrate each other's successes here on the Spa Strong Podcast. So let's let's break this down a little bit. So sure. as you know that when, I mean, when I say you, I mean you, but our listeners, of course, um, you, as you should know that whatever services you're doing, like especially as a small business owner or even not even small business, if you're owning the business, then you're paying for all of the products. You're paying for all of the equipment. And so when you think about like a facial, for example, a facial generally will take a, anywhere from 60 to 90 minutes. Okay. And I've seen people charging as low as $50 and up to $300 for a facial. Okay. But you're, you're spending a significant amount of time. So if you're doing 90 minute facials, you can only do what, five of them in a day or something like that. Right. And then on top of that, look at the whole list of products that you're using for your 90 minute facial. All right. You've got to have at least two cleansers. You've got to have an exfoliant. You've got to have a mask. You need your massage oil. You need all of your treatment products, a great moisturizer, you know, everything like that. And then you're going to need a steamer, a hot towel cabbie, all of the towels. You know, there's so much equipment that goes into um, doing a facial. And Mm. then your time, again, you're only able to do up to five of them in a day. So if you're able to do five a day, let's say that you are at a Um, you have positioned yourself as an exclusive luxury spa. And so you are able to charge $300 for a facial. So 300 times five, what is that? $1,500? Yep. Okay. So that's $1,500 in one day. Not bad, right? Pretty good. But then you're having to pay for the cost of all of your treatments, right? Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, that definitely can- Don't forget the hourly wages as well. That's an important piece too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Even uh, if you're the business owner, uh, sorry, I didn't want to cut you off there, but no, yeah, even if you are the business owner, this is another thing that I always ran into is that they don't actually calculate their own hourly value um, as part of the cost of doing their business. Yeah. And that's actually a really important aspect to keep in mind. Oh my gosh, that is so true. Yes, because you you do need to pay yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. And then, I mean, think about it. If you own the business, then nobody is paying for your retirement, your health insurance, your, you know, any of those benefits except you. So take take that into consideration as well. Um, so $1,500 a day, but then divided amongst all these things, you know, that's mm-hmm. going to leave you obviously with a smaller portion. Now compare that. So you're seeing if um, you were doing $300 for a 15 minute IPL treatment, how many, yeah. okay, I got to pull up my calculator here. Um, uh, roughly, I like to tell people that if they work, if they do roughly around six hours a day of that, uh, six times four, 24 treatments per day, uh, 24 times 300 is $7,200 per day, per day, $7,200 per day. Okay. (laughs) Now. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. (laughs) And then on top of that, you're keeping around 90% of it. Right. Because you're not having to pay for all the products. You're just paying for ultrasound gel and tongue depressors to spread it. Right. Exactly. Um, so, and then of course gloves. All right. Yes. You'll have gloves and now we're in COVID. So you all have masks, like blah, blah, blah. All right. So there are 
a handful of little things that you're going to pay for to, Mm -hmm. you know, for the cost of this treatment. But it is significantly less than if you're having to pay for all these luxury back bar products to be able to use in every single 90 minute facial, right? 100%. So to me, you know, I mean, we're talking almost seven times the amount of money that you would be able to (laughs) work with after taking on a modality like this. All right. Now, what about the people who are like, okay, that's easy for you to say, but it's so expensive to invest in one of these machines. Can you rent these? Uh, Some manufacturers and some people are able to rent them. Uh, Generally, we just do leases on them. And up here in Canada, I guess like our leases start around, uh, they start around about 700 bucks a month and they easily range into up to 2000, right? Um, But if you think about it, you only have to spend a couple hours a day even well really even only a couple hours a month to be able to make that monthly payments and probably also still pay yourself a little salary on top of that mm-hmm. so if you can work for let's say 10 hours a month uh based on the math that we just did then 10 hours a month that's uh how many appointments 40 appointments times 300 uh it's twelve thousand dollars <laughs> <laughs> for 10 hours a month mm-hmm Pay off that aesthetic uh, school. I know. <laughs> <Real quick. laughs> Seriously. So if with the other however many hours are in a month, you spend time going out and finding those clients who can do the IPL treatments um, or body sculpting treatments, then you know you might spend another 20 hours or 30 hours a month working to find those uh, 40 clients. <laughs> you're still doing really, really well because you only spent, this is only 40 hours. That's right. one week worth of work. Right. <laughs> You've got three weeks off if you want. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know if you know very much about my story, Taylor, but when, when I started my studio, mm-hmm. um, this was years ago, but when I started it, I was working like 60 hours a week. Once I first I went through like three, four months with zero clients. And then I totally overbooked myself and I was doing every treatment under the sun and I was miserable, but I was working like 60 hours a week. Okay. So um by the end, and I had to close my doors back in 2017 because I was in a car accident. But before that car accident, I was in a position where I was working like 20 to 25 hours a week. Um I made sure that I was offering services that were the best bang for my buck that I loved doing. I increased my pricing to where they were supposed to be instead of so many estheticians who are keeping their prices way, 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 way too low. And take it from me, listeners, look for ways that you can work smarter, not harder, because it is not sustainable for you to be working 60 hours a week for the rest of your life. And if there is a way, if somebody came up to me and was like, hey, do you want to make $1,500 a week? I mean, a day, or do you want to make $7,200 a day? Um, yeah. I mean, not profit, obviously, but like bring that amount into my spa. Um, Hello, $7,200 yeah. a day. Thank you very much. Now, I will also say that I know that the medical spa arena is not for everyone. Like there are so many estheticians who go into this industry because they love doing the relaxing facial. They love spending that nurturing time with their clients and everything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, 
There are also those of us who we love the science, the technology. Um, we're very results oriented. And so let's get some laser technologies in here and zap that whatever, you know, I mean. A hundred percent. And like up here in Canada, I'll be frank, there's not a whole ton of regulation on who's allowed to have these kind of machines. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I know. It's <laughs> it's a very interesting piece of thing because every other country that I've ever looked at has so many regulations, yeah. uh, including the United States. But one area that uh, I found probably the most success in working with our clients is finding the businesses who've been established for a little while doing just the traditional services mm-hmm. and then having them introduce uh, one of our smaller IPLs or body sculpting machines as a way to kind of upsell their clients uh, on those services. And at the same time, it doesn't become like their focus so much, um, but it's there to boost up their revenues and take advantage of the client base that they already have. Mm -hmm. Uh, So our most recent success case uh, was with a lady who's been in business um, here in White Rock, which is like right on the beach facing uh, the American border, actually. Mm -hmm. Beautiful, beautiful spot. Uh, she's been there for 37 years. Wow. Uh, yeah. And she's built up a very loyal clientele. Um, White Rock is a pretty nice area to be living in. Uh, and needless to say, from actually even we did an open house night with her for her Christmas party. And this was actually a month before she even got the machine. And she had already upsold almost $4,000 worth of services to her clients. And that's just based off of the few demos that we were able to do for them at that Christmas party. Yeah. So for her since then, I mean, uh, it's been pretty good overall up until we got shut down due to COVID. Right. Um, But I know that once she's back up and running, she'll be raking it in essentially. Um, But a big reason why she also wanted to do that is because she's like, Taylor, I've been doing this for 37 years. (laughs) Like, uh, we need to do something different to actually grow our business. Mm-hmm. Um, on top of that, her two daughters are coming into the business. Both of them are kind of like, you know, we don't really want to do all the traditional stuff all the time. Um, we want something that's a little bit more high-end, more uh, less labor-intensive, and more money. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, that's what uh, IPL is. Yeah. I I love their mindset. Yeah. They're like, okay, yeah. let's do something high end, less labor, more money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So smart. Let's let's all do that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, seriously, let's all do that. Um, but okay, I think that is so awesome. And actually what you said just kind of brought me back to the point that I wanted to make. When I was like, we could go two avenues. Um, So back to the other avenue, actually, is, you know, you had mentioned that you see some, you work with all these businesses and some of them are able to take what you told them and apply it and do really, really great. And there are some businesses that just kind of stay stagnant. And, you know, since you brought up this particular a client of yours and they had this mindset of like, okay, let, what can we do to grow our business? Like, yes, it's been operating for 37 years, but that's not enough. Like, how do we make it bigger? How do we make it better? So what would you say, if you don't mind getting into this, like, what would you say are, you know, some of the issues or the differences 
between the people who are able to take this information or take these resources and explode and those who kind of just stay the same? Generally, it's going to be motivation in terms of what they want to achieve. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for that client that I just talked about, like they're on the verge of kind of a generational transition. Um, and I won't lie, like there actually was some resistance within their business uh, in terms of bringing in the machine because of the lease cost and all that type of stuff. But uh, at the end of the day, they decided that this was going to be what's going to be better for our business long term. Mm-hmm. Um, and in terms of the other people uh, have taken our advice and actually applied it, like they usually are not always in, like they're, they're like, Taylor, I'm working really hard, but, and I know that there's something I can do um, to make this better and change it, but I don't really know why. Mm. So one of the things that I've really focused in on in terms of helping these types of clients is giving them simple solutions to their problems. Because I do find that often enough, uh, a lot of solutions that are introduced to spas can be a little bit too complicated for what they need to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's kind of like what you said before, where they just, they're like, oh, you know, what are the tips and tricks that I can just kind of use and suddenly transform my business? Uh, there's not really a ton of them. Mm-hmm. Right? So <laughs> what we've done is we just create simple systems for like referrals and also for open house nights and these kinds of things. I find those to be the simplest and easy ways to kind of boost your business mm-hmm. and help introduce more clients to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of the other people, though, like sometimes they hear what we say about, uh, oh, and actually another one that always kind of falls on deaf ears is the having an e-commerce store. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had people ask me about it, and I tell them that it's a great idea, and you absolutely should. And if anything, I'll help you build one and support one, if, uh, especially if they were carrying one of our product lines at my family's business. Mm-hmm. But it's always kind of falls back to the end like and eh, i don't really want to deal with it mm, <laughs> yeah so i find that that's usually the big thing is if you give them a simple solution that they're motivated for that they understand and they're kind of familiar with because uh, i mean obviously in the aesthetics industry referrals are everything right yes. word of mouth um that's going to be the difference between whether or not they implement it and whether or not uh they don't and, and also the fact of if they're really looking for that solution, like if they're really motivated to change their business, because a lot of people, they're, they're just kind of in a point where they don't really enjoy so much what they're doing uh, or the aspect of developing the business. They just kind of want to keep doing that same thing over without changing their daily routine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, that's definitely something I can even attest to when I was working in my family's business. Uh, the people who are involved, they've been doing it for, 30 plus years, getting them to change their daily routine was next to impossible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's usually what it is. Yeah. I I have to agree with, with what you were saying for sure. I think that, you know, some people, they, they want somebody to do it for them. But at the same time, it's not from this mentality of, okay, I need to delegate so that I can focus my efforts on um, where my strengths are and grow my business from that end. It's from this perspective of like, I'm comfortable where I am. I know I should be doing different things. 
but mm. I don't, I don't want to change. And so if you're willing to do it for me, then great, but I'm not going to put forth the effort or the checkbook or, you know, whatever to make it happen for that's, myself. That's so sad. I know. Yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> we see it. Oh, oh yeah. All I mean, the time. I mean, I've put up the proposals for to build people their websites and their e-commerce stores so that looks brand new and not uh, like it's from 2003. Um, <laughs> the internet has changed a lot since then. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and they just, they're like, mm, no, that's not really worth it. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like, well, that's uh, why you're broke. I can do for you. Yeah. And that's the thing is that people, I don't know. I feel like sometimes people ask for these like simple tips and tricks, but they don't want it to be that simple. When you're like, okay, you want to grow your business? Start asking for referrals. There you go. Like, boom. They're like, oh, I thought you were going to have me go on this like magical adventure of, you know, (laughs) like, I have to completely revamp my entire, the entire interior of my studio, or I have oh, to yeah. get a whole new product line or change my logo or. Up- it's things that they want to hear. Yes. That's yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know exactly what you're saying with this. Cause it's just like, that's the real, this gets down to the real nitty gritty of what business is and sales. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people you're exactly right with that. They don't want to do that part of the work. They want to redesign their studio. They want to bring in a product line or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I can definitely tell you it's not through introducing a new product uh, or, uh, well, even necessarily a new service. If you don't get the clients, mm, they're not going to come. Oh my gosh. We were just having a conversation. <laughs> I mean, we have this conversation probably every day day where (laughs) we're like, okay, so what have you already been doing to grow your business? Well, I take a lot of trainings from this product line and that product line and Mm. that product line. And they're like, okay, that's great. But what are you doing for your business? And they're Mm. like, well, I just, I've I've just been studying products and services. We're like, okay, that's great. You could know everything about every product line and everything about every service. But if you don't have somebody coming in your door to pay you for that knowledge, then it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh my gosh. It, it's just so, it's so crazy to me. And you know what? You go into, I mean, I remember when I started my, my business, like not spa strong, but my studio, I had this, you know, the stars in my eyes mentality of being an entrepreneur. Like, it's going to be so fun and glamorous and I'm going to have the cutest business cards, you know, and all that stuff. And I (laughs) wasted so much time because honestly, I think what it, not I think, I know that what it was, was I was scared to tell to like sit down, look myself in the mirror and be like, Melissa, you don't know what you're doing. So let's figure it out. So I deflected all of that important stuff that would have helped my business grow and was like, no, I can't do anything until my website is beautiful. I can't do anything until my Instagram looks like a magazine, you know, and all of that kind of stuff. But ultimately what helped my business actually start growing was the not so glamorous things like, um, figuring out Facebook ads and coming up with a, uh, you know, Stuff that isn't loyalty pretty. program and a referral program and, you know, planning events and not just picking out the cute food to have there, but also the content and what am I going to say to people and how am I going to market this? I mean, it. and then wait a second, now I have to pay taxes. What? Like this, it's, there's so much more that goes into it. 
Um, hundred percent. But yeah, but it's so hard because people, unfortunately, like don't always want to see that. And I'm telling y'all right now, if you want to be successful in your aesthetics practice, if you want your business to grow, then you have to be willing to look at this big picture stuff and mm-hmm. listen to people like Taylor, listen to us and say, okay, I'm willing to do the not glamorous things to help my business grow. And yeah. I know it's fun to, and again, there are going to be people, people who are like, but I love doing relaxing facials. Okay. Yes, that's great. If you love it, then do it. Like I firmly yeah. believe that loving what you do is more important than the money that you make. Although you do need money, but if, um, but if you are not totally attached to doing like these relaxing treatments and you know, blah, 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 blah. Hmm. Don't spend all of your focus and energy on the cost of doing all of these relaxing treatments and blah, 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 blah. Like hmm. be results oriented because res- I mean, put the money in your pocket. There you go. <laughs> okay. Do what you have to do to put, to put the money in your damn pocket. hundred <laughs> percent. Um, and I mean, personally, uh, like for myself, uh, one of the, like it also, as part of the spa vision, we actually did launch our own clinic. It's called the RX Super Spa, mm-hmm. uh, also up here in Vancouver, where we do just the IPL and body sculpting uh, services. And awesome. one part, it's also a demonstration studio for our clients and so forth. But uh, one of the things that I've really picked up on in since we launched that uh, back in February mm-hmm. uh, is that just talking about the services on even my personal Facebook, not just my per- business Facebook and Instagram, uh, that's actually brought in a lot of additional clientele who have started asking about getting services done. So because mm-hmm. I know some people, they often feel like they need to separate their business and their personal. But uh, at the end of the day, everyone who is a part of your social networks is on your social networks. Mm-hmm. And it's also the same thing for LinkedIn. Nowadays, LinkedIn, it is still very geared towards business, um, but you can still put posts about whatever it is that you're, that's happening in your spot. Mm-hmm. Like you can still use those posts as advertisements the same way you would on Facebook or Instagram. Yeah. Similarly. Yeah. <laughs> I think that reaching out to your sphere of influence and the Mm. people that are in your circle is very, very important. The only thing that we caution people on is that if you are going to be talking to your friends and family about it, you have to treat your friends and family like clients and Mm. not like your friends and family because yeah, you can, you can fall into a deep pit of discounting and discounting and discounting for the people you love. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. But as long as you can maintain that uh, this is the price, Mm -hmm. then you'll be okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And at Uh, the end of the day, they'll respect you a lot more if you do do that than if you just start giving them stuff for free. Exactly. And I mean, were we talking about this earlier or was this an earlier conversation with somebody else where that people associate the value based on the price that they pay? Oh, yeah. It was earlier today. Okay. Yeah. So (laughs) if you're... if and this is something that I think is really, really important. If you decide that you're going to use one of Taylor's IPLs or any services that you're doing, um, when you decide on the price, you have to stick to that price. Because if a client comes in and you're like, okay, it's $300 for a, a session then, or, you know, $5,000 for the package or, you know, whatever it is. Um, then, and the client is like, oh, that's really expensive. The first thing you do should not be, oh, well, 
how much do you want to pay or how much can you afford? Yeah. Yeah. What nah. you need to recognize is that you clearly didn't let them understand the value of what they would be getting for only $300. And yeah. so um, you've got to really not hype up in an exaggeratory, like lying way, but let people know what they're getting and why $300 is such a steal or why, you know, the. They're going to get significant value. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah. stand firm with your pricing. You have to stand firm with your pricing. Oh, yeah. 100%. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I love it. Okay. So, Taylor, um, if somebody's listening and they're like, you know what? I think I'm ready to introduce IPL or body sculpting into my practice. How would they get in touch with you? Uh, yeah. Well, they can get in touch with us either on our Instagram at, uh, at Spavision IPL Co. Uh, or you can visit us at uh, www.spavision.co, not .com. Uh, so, uh, and yeah, we have our toll-free line available there. Okay, perfect. Awesome www.spavision.co. Okay. And we will list this information in the episode notes down below so that anybody listening can find more information about that. Um, Taylor, first of all, thank you so so much. much. Like we truly, truly appreciate you coming on and sharing this information. Um, I think that when I had my studio, I always thought that offering laser technologies or excuse me, IPL or um, any of these medical spa technologies was just way too expensive and completely out of reach. And I would have loved to know about a resource like what you are providing way back then. So thank you. I think it's awesome. I just, yeah, well, thank you so much for having me. I mean, it's been real joy and uh, I really like connecting with you guys. I feel like we're on a lot of the same wavelengths. Absolutely. I totally agree. Totally, totally. Um, Taylor, we love to ask all of our guests at the end of each episode, what boundaries, balance, health, and safety mean to them. Is that something that you could talk about a little bit? Yeah, definitely. Uh, So in terms of boundaries, it's really knowing what you're willing to do and what you're not willing to do. That's always a big one. And just because it can be hard to kind of enforce those. Like I get asked to join a lot of different companies for different things. Uh, that's also where multi-level marketing comes from in my background. Um, yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> just because the money does sound great or just because the person sounds like they know what they're talking about and so forth, uh, you have to stick by the knowledge that you know. And if it doesn't check out with the knowledge that you know and you can't verify it with somebody else that you respect as a mentor or source of information, probably doesn't check out. Mm-hmm. Um, the other, in terms of balance and health and safety, uh, balance, I mean, I'm a pretty hardcore entrepreneur and I do kind of believe that balance is more of a lifetime thing rather than a in the moment thing. Like, you do have to take your self-care days, and we all have to take those. Uh, but generally speaking, I do believe that when you're first getting started in business, you're going to have to live an unbalanced life where you're really focused on building up your business. Mm-hmm. Later on in life, you'll be able to enjoy the fruits of that labor. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, maybe it might take 10, 15, 20 years of that. But by the time that you're ready to retire, uh, or by the time that you're like ready to settle, move back a little bit, you should have a team of people 
around you who are able to keep running that business for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you only have to work maybe 20, 25 hours a week, right? Yep. <laughs> uh, and then what else was there? Health. Uh-huh. Uh, I guess uh, I take a lot of supplements for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what you put on, what you, whatever is on the inside of your body is reflected on the outside of your body. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you have a bad diet, it shows in your skin. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's probably my big thing there. And just, you know, getting your 30 minutes a day of light exercise is perfectly sufficient. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And then safety. Oh, safety. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess, uh, in terms of safety, I like one of those people who like, I don't know, I, to be honest, like I have a bit of a disregard for safety half the time, <laughs> <laughs> like, not because it's not important. It's just bad things just don't happen to me. <laughs> I'm knocking on wood for you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I know you too. <laughs> um, let's see. I guess uh, be prepared that you can, that those situations can come up. But uh, at the same time, try to always remain calm and collected in mm-hmm. the face of those moments. Mm-hmm. Know what you need to do uh, either during or after the event happens. Uh, and then make sure that you take action on it. And, like, don't hold anything in because uh, it'll eat you alive for a long time. Yeah, I think yeah. that's so important to remember. Like, be willing mm. to take action on what occurred. Yeah, that's huge. And then I also loved what you were saying about balance because um, I think sometimes it is easy to think, okay, I have 24 hours a day, so eight of those I should be sleeping, eight of those I should be working, eight of those I should be relaxing, you know, or playing or spending time with my my friends. But um, when you are building a business, balance is going to look very, very different from when the business has turned into a well-oiled machine and is yes. able to operate without mm. you putting so much work into it. So, I mean, we have friends in the industry who are like, okay, I know you talk about balance all the time, but I'm working 60 hours a week right now. And I have a new location opening and all this. We're like, okay, then worry about balance later. Like (laughs) do do what you need to do right now. You know, if you're at a breaking point or if you're like, okay, I know that I really, really, really need to take a day off, then take a day off. But it's okay if you are in building mode, build. Don't worry so much about, okay, I have to only be working 40 hours a week or I have to be working at least 40 hours a week or something like that. Do what you need to do for your business so that it can get to a sustainable place so then you can have more long-term balance in your life. Exactly. 100%. Yeah. Uh, And one of the things that I've really found useful for that is like having to-do lists that span both the day, the week, and the month. Mm Mm-hmm. That makes a big difference in terms of your ability to organize and prioritize. And at the same time, it gives you the feeling of accomplishment every time you get something done. And it gives you a very clear sense of what needs to get done. Yes. I think that's like such a good way to break things down because sometimes, well, I know I have a tendency to be like this. I'm like, oh my gosh, there's this thing I need to do. And Mm -hmm. I'll trump it up to be way more of a priority than it needs to be. But when I have sat down and done this same thing where I'm like, okay, what do I actually need to do today? What actually do I need to do this week? What actually needs to be done within the month? A lot of those things that I was freaking out about, I realized that they don't need to be done today. They can be done, you know, over the course of the month or over the course of the week or something like that. So I'm able to prioritize and not stress myself out more than is necessary. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Taylor, once again, thank you so much you for so being much. here. We truly, truly appreciate yeah. you. Again, we will include all of Taylor's contact information in the episode notes. And um, yeah, if you have any further questions for him, you're able to get in touch with him there. Okay. Well, thank you so much, guys. This thank, was awesome. Thank, thank you. you. It was so fun. We appreciate you. Yeah. It was good to have great conversations. Yes.